everyone. Welcome back yet again to another episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. I am Juwan Arrington, and as always, we are bringing you people from all around the Quad City area who are doing incredible and amazing things so that, one, you can learn about something new in your own neighborhood, and two, so that you can learn some tips, some tricks, so that you can go out there and be even more awesome than you already are. And this time around, I'm super excited to be bringing on Russ Malo of LA Barber here in the Quad Cities, and he's going to talk to us about all the cool things he has going on. Really, really good cause he has behind his, his business, and I want to get into that as well. But first off, Russ, how are you, man? Good, good. It's uh, it's Sunday. The sun's shining. It's supposed to be like sixty degrees today, which is oh, yeah. freaking amazing. Whew. Finally, spring is here. I think. I think we're. I think we're good to go from this point, right? I think so, so man. I just celebrated my my birthday a couple of days ago, and um, oh, right on. yeah, it was like the first birthday that I've had in the last <laughs> few years that it wasn't like below zero. So I'm really, I was really excited. <laughs> Yeah, it's my, mine was February twenty fourth. Uh, happy birthday, by the way! But yeah, I, I got like the like two days more of freezing, and then it was just like, oh, it's beautiful outside. This is amazing, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, I'm glad it's here. It's uh, we we spent too much time cooped up last year as it was, and then to just have it just be freakishly cold was just the icing on the twenty twenty cake. I think. I know, yeah. but yeah, but but you know. Brighter days are ahead of us, right? Absolutely, it's uh, it, it's here. I think, hopefully for good. It's uh, seems like usually in the Quad Cities we get that weird little like three days of snow, like after it's been all nice out for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just like let's just skip that this year. Let's, let's just not do it. I know, right? We don't need that. We've had enough. Yeah. It's, there's been enough. We're we're good. It's, all uh, right. Whatever. But yeah, uh, go ahead and um. Sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, it's, uh, I, I got, uh, like I said, I, I, I can ramble on about anything anybody wants me to ramble on for copious amounts. Do over here. That's, <laughs> and a lot of it is that, <laughs> rambling. Um, trying to get to a little more concise, I guess. Um, All right, well. First off, let's go ahead and just give everybody a little bit about your background. Just explain to everyone exactly who is Russ Maidlow. Um, so lived in Davenport here. I've lived in the Quad City since I was about five or six. Um, I was actually born in Southern California, and then we worked our way back here because this is where my mom's side of the family is from. Um, my dad had passed away when I was about four and uh, left my mom a single mom. So she decided to come back here and be with family. So we've, we've pretty much been here ever since outside of a few like random excursions to, to other parts of the country. Um, long story short, uh, basically got into doing what I do uh, in like a, a small portion of what I do that's just expanded even further from there it was the uh, I started making soap um, I grew up in kind of a crafty family but like couldn't be the 37 year old 36 year old guy at that time that was doing like macrame or ceramics or whatever it was just like ah, you know I need something a little more like sciencey to keep my interest and uh, I landed on trying to figure out how to make soap and 
made a lot of bad soap until I, I figured it out and uh, people got interested in it. And uh, it sort of went from kind of a little hobby to uh, to my neighbors were buying it and their friends were buying it. And I, I would assume most of my neighbors thought to, that weren't in on the deal thought I was a drug dealer because I would definitely meet people like at 10 <laughs> o'clock at night would pull up in front of my house and I'm like running packages out to them. And it's like, there's, there's no way these people don't think I'm a drug dealer. And like, I would just have to go with that. Cause like the cops would be like, yeah, no, you're not selling soap. <laughs> Who believes that's, that? that's, that's funny though, that, that you'd be doing like sales at like 10 o'clock at night just for, yeah. for soap. That's, hey, man, that's can, funny. I, can I come, uh, can I come pick some of that up? Like, yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, it's going to be like after I get off work at like 10, like, yeah, I, I don't care. I'll be awake. <laughs> it's just like, but my neighbors have to think I'm selling drugs. That's, and I would pretty much just have to tell them that I am because nobody would ever believe that I'm running packages of soap out to people at 11 o'clock at night or whatever. <laughs> right. So what all goes into like making like, like the, like the perfect bar of soap for you? It's once, once you figure out like the various like recipes and land on one that you really like, like it's pretty much like cut and paste from then on. Like uh, it's, I, I have not changed you know, the, the formulation that I use in about four years, just because like, I, I know how to do this. Like it, it's, there's a million different ways to make it, uh, different oils and stuff that you can use, uh, different, uh, I mean, there's even like different types of soap to make between hot process, cold process, and then even like glycerin soap, which is a, a, a pretty easy way to get into to making soap. Um, the, uh, uh, it's just all about the formulation really and like finding finding one that you like finding one that works pretty well and then uh i mean pretty much if it worked well for me like i have a pretty dry skin normally i figured it would work for a lot of other people and so far yeah I've, i haven't actually had any complaints ever which is kind of like <laughs> you know maybe i'll get one someday that can like uh, help me improve on it a little bit but for now it just seems rock solid and uh, everybody likes it so i just keep doing what i'm doing with that stuff um, it, uh, it carried over into, uh, uh, body wash, which I really didn't want to make, which is why all of my body washes are kind of booze themed. Um, and when I first started making them, they legitimately smelled like alcohol. Um, and they still took off because I was just like, no, you know, I make soap body washes and it's like fancy or like, you know, it doesn't involve as much effort, I guess. And, uh. I was like begrudgingly started making it and uh, went with the whole like booze theme and it still took off. So I backed that down and uh, started doing the, what I still do is uh, I'll take the, uh, the flavor profile, I guess, of like whiskey, you know, what does whiskey taste like? Well, you know, you get like kind of a leatheriness, a little bit of oak, a little bit of honey, you know, depending on how it was aged and stuff like that. And that's what I, altered it to is like instead of making it smell like booze let's make it smell like what the booze is supposed to taste like um so the whiskey ended up being it's kind of a honey oak and leather scent uh the the gin one is juniper berry and grapefruit like just a, a, a bright kind of citrusy scent um but i've adapted that to so many things that's uh i do candles right now with wake um i've done soap with uh with bent river where you know i'm making soap that uh smells how their beer is supposed to taste we did that with uh uncommon and uh one of their ipas 
which I can't remember the name of because it was like four years ago that we did that. <laughs> but, um, and it's it's just grown from there. I, I make like 20 products now that are either good smelling or, or get you clean. It's uh, you know, the name of the game, I think, in life. It's just be clean and smell good. What does that mean for you that you were, you were able to start up this business with for soaps and now it's just taken off here in the area that you're getting so much support from the community. It's pretty crazy. But, uh, the, 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 the thing about it was, is like, um, when I got into making soap, I, I was, I was just looking for a hobby to fill my head. Um, my my little brother had killed himself in 2016 and uh basically rather than dealing with it i was just trying to like pack my head full of so much crap that i wouldn't have to deal with it and uh that's like i landed on soap versus macrame or ceramics or whatever uh, <laughs> yeah just like whatever i could find to not deal with it and soap was so sciencey that it was just constantly like thinking about okay like uh this formulation didn't work. All right, let's back this down. And it was months and months and months of trying and failing and trying and failing. And then finally kind of like, okay, we're getting somewhere. Um, that, and like, it was totally a hobby. It was just like it, the, a lot of the sales, like it would be like, people would be like, Oh, Hey, can I get some more of that soap? And I'm just like, yeah, I don't really have the money to like make, try and make more right now. And they were just like, Oh, well, we'll prepay for it. And it's like, Oh, 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 okay. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't really think like, you know, this would ever become like sort of a business. Um, but from there, uh, uh, Mary down at Craft QC had uh, told me I should do her, uh, her craft care. Uh, now it's called Crafty Cat, I believe. Um, and that was my kind of like first foray, which like, I have ants that make living doing craft fairs and like it was just kind of like uh yeah you know I, i've got some like family insight into this i guess i can like confer with my aunts on how i how i go to a craft fair or whatever and uh yeah i killed it like it was just crazy like i i made like 500 dollars on like a little two-day craft fair and it was just like holy wow crap, I can go, like christmas presents and stuff um but the like the the common denominator was people just like how did a guy me you know six foot four knuckle tattoos like 280 pounds like how did you get into making soap and i would tell the story that you know i was like my brother killed himself and i was trying to fill my head with this stuff and actually talking about that one made it easier for me to to like finally just like you know what i need to i, I need to go see a therapist like this is just eating me up inside and uh two hearing me talk about it, like, you know, the same six foot four, 300 pound guy with tattoos all over the place, like just talk about his feelings. Like I would get so many people that would like email me or like message me on Facebook and be like, Hey man, like, I just want you to know, like hearing you talk about that stuff, like that's not as bad as I, I thought it would be. And like, you know, I, I decided that like, you know, I, I had a talk with my wife or I decided that I want to go to a therapist or, you know, to get the stuff out that I'm dealing with. And it's just like, yeah, man, like, you know, like, we're so trained to not do that and like not have feelings and like not talk about it when we do. And it's just the, you know, that stuff will, it just festers. Like it, it turns into a horrible, horrible thing inside your head. And like, it, and it's, it gets to the point that you've got so much bad stuff built up in your head 
that just adding on the little like bad things is like another hundred pounds on your shoulder and it's stuff that you could just like you could deal with like you had a bad day and it's just like you you let a bad day eat at you for like two weeks and it's like over what you know the average we get 72 years on this planet like do you, do you really want to have like bad days eating at you from two weeks ago what's the point it's uh do do what you can do and live the happiest life you can live and i think it's like you said it's just so important you know, mental health awareness, especially in this last year, you know, 2020, so much going on. I know I, yeah. I, I have Haley degree from the Gray Matters Collective here on the podcast. And, you know, we, we both, you know, talk about, you know, all the things and why it's so more, why it's so much more important to really work on our mental health and to really address our mental health and not to let the you know, things bottle up inside. And especially, you know, between us men because you know like you were saying before like it's been so conditioned to us in society for men to just like deal with it you know not really to talk about it so like i like the the like the the thing is like the the the, because we're so unlikely to actually talk about things like there's the, the the I'm a big supporter of uh movember i i i support movember every november um but like they, they actually run statistics on it and what their funding goes to and like, you know, for, for mental health uh, uh, awareness and treatment um, for that matter. But like uh, statistically, like men, men are by far, you know, the, like the biggest group, like, yeah, there's little subsets to that, but like we create, men commit suicide at a three to one rate over women. Um, but it averages out to like every 58 seconds a man commits suicide. Like wow. just commit suicide like just somewhere in the world the a guy kills himself like less than every minute um but the, the like they obviously don't have the full numbers right now but like the the with covid and quarantining and like people being even less connected than they are um which <laughs> is another one of my gripes about social media um they're saying right now from like the preliminary numbers that, that that's actually right around 38 seconds right now. So it's, it's almost doubled. Wow. Like a man is committing suicide every 38 seconds. And like, that's freaking crazy. Like, and over what, you know, 90% of the time, like it's, I was, I was kind of harp on this is like, you know, the, the, the number two killers of men on the planet are cancer and suicide. And it's like, that's literally cancer and your feelings like cancer already wants to kill you like why let your feelings do it like <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's probably coming for you anyway so like just get your feelings out so uh, you know then you just have to worry about cancer uh, it's astonishing to me like i i just i don't know and, and uh, at the same time like i get it because i tried to kill myself in 2009 um it obviously didn't work because I'm still sitting here. Um, but you know, one of the, one of the things that, uh, I don't think people like really get, cause like, uh, when I talk about that, people are like, Oh, I bet you were so happy. Like, it's just like, no, that is not the, like, you know, if you get to the point in your life that you're like, you know, not living anymore is the best option living through it 
is not like a successful outcome. Like I had gotten to that point there was just like, you know what, I just can't do this anymore. And then I ended up waking up on my kitchen floor the next morning and it was not like, Ooh, I made it. It was just like, fuck. Well, <laughs> now what? You know, it was not like I, I didn't throw a party later that night. Um, and it's also like another terrible, like side effect of that. And like, I'll, I'll, I, I, I allude to that a, a little bit here and there, but like one one of the things about like having attempted suicide is you don't ever have to make that decision again. Like you've already done it once. And so now you just have to compare and contrast. Okay. Is my, is my life better than it was then? Or is it worse than it was then? And you've already made the decision. So it's just kind of like, Oh, well I've done this once before, you know, I could try it again. Um, and that's a big reason i think that men commit suicide because like from doing what i do so many men have admitted to me or told me that they've tried it themselves and i'm just like well have you dealt with you know what you were you know what was going on at that time have you dealt with the things that you needed to deal with and so many of them are just no and it's like you are a time bomb you you, you need to get that stuff out of your head and it still has not set in. And honestly, the, the, the thing that did it for me was one, my brother killing himself, but I still waited two years to go to a therapist, like totally seeing what happened, what happened with his children, what, ha what happened with his wife, you know, like what they were going through, what it did to me, you know, losing my own brother and uh, <laughs> being in like the same shitty situations. Like, you know, you feel like you don't have anybody to talk to. And it's like, we were probably like, both sitting there at the same time like i just wish i had somebody to talk to and it's like yeah it's fully in the, the the realm of everybody text messages like you know we were we, we were both just sitting on the the side of the phone wishing there was somebody on the other end that would listen and it's like wow you know it was that close to home and uh now uh, in like meeting guys that are like, Oh yeah, I tried to do it myself in 2011 or, you know, seven years ago or whenever. It's just like, you've, you've got to work, you know, and it's the crap thing about it is that it's work, but the work is getting yourself to believe that it's okay to talk about these things. Like that's the hard part. Like, once you get to where you're actually talking about them, it's just like, why didn't I do this, like, a decade ago? You know, why? <laughs> it's just, that's the hard part is convincing yourself that you can do it. Like, because we're so trained to not do it. It's just like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And yes, you can. Like, it really, like, the, the hardest part of it is something that is completely made up in your head. Like, <laughs> and... I mean, my, my therapist was totally, you know, one of those is, and how did that make you feel? And how did that make you feel? And honestly, just having somebody on the other end of the conversation, listening and, you know, throwing in little bits of tidbits here and there of like insight and stuff like that, that did it all. Like, it was just like, finally, somebody else knows about this stuff. And like, you know, that, that freaked me up to like talk with my wife about it, you know, like the, the, cause I mean, I had to go to a complete stranger before I could talk to my wife about what was going on in my head. Like, because that's what we do to ourselves. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's so, 
like the epitome of like what guys do. Like just the overcomplicating a, a fairly simple task just because we think it's going to be complicated and it's really not. Um, and uh, I hope you know that uh, that what I do up here like makes this many more men realize that it's possible. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm trying to help in my my some small way, I guess. That's. Uh, but for as many people as will listen to that story, I will tell it because it's just. You know, I I got through it. You know, I have a I have a fairly happy life like don't get me wrong i still have bad days you know I, I still have down moments but it's i'm not packing you know that 100 pounds or whatever from a bad day onto five tons of 38 years worth of crap it's just ah, i had a bad day you know what tomorrow will be better and go on with life and it's uh it's such an easier way to live and uh I wish I could get, uh, you know, as many people to see that as possible, but, uh, that's, that's, that's all I'm trying to do up here and, uh, sell some soap, I guess. <laughs> and I think you're doing a great job because I'm seeing all over. I'm seeing my friends, you know, resharing things that, that, that you share on, on social media. I'm seeing it. So, you know, knows that, you know, other people out there are definitely getting exposed to your message, man. So you're definitely doing the right thing. I hope so. You know, that's, uh, I'm just winging it up here. And like, you know, I, I always tell guys, you know, and, and women for that matter, it's like, if you don't have any, if you don't have anybody to talk to, come talk to me. You know, I'm not a therapist, but I'll listen to whatever you got going on. Um, I can point you to a good therapist cause I know a bunch of them, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, uh, the, uh, I've said it for years. I, I, I'd rather hear what you're going through than go to your funeral, you know, and uh, that goes for, for anybody. It's uh, there's too many things out there that are trying to get us like, don't, don't let yourself be the one that finally gets you to uh, go out with something horrible, like cancer, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, so what did you uh, what have you been, 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 um, been doing then this last, this last year, just to get the word out then, uh, is there like anything that you put on like the labeling, the packaging of the other products or is this purely just through your social media posts? Uh, uh, most of it's through my social media. It's just, I didn't know, like, I wasn't very good about being vocal about what I do. And like <laughs> the crap thing is like, so pre COVID, like, this was pretty much just a hobby. I, I would do it on the weekends and like I, I, I traveled for work. So I, I would like, I would only be home a couple weekends a year really to like go do this stuff. And uh, 2020, basically the, the advent of COVID, I was laid off from my job for about six weeks furloughed. And then um, they eventually just let me go. Uh, and it pretty much rolled into like, I applied for jobs, applied for jobs, applied for jobs. And like, nobody would hire me because I was overqualified for like everything. And I was just like, you know, I, I have all of this stuff in my basement. Uh, I guess I'm going to try and try and turn this into my job. And uh, it's been kind of like figuring out the, like, like navigating those waters, I guess, of like, you know, how, how do I turn this into like, I'm just, I'm not just talking to guys at craft fairs and like, 
<laughs> because like you know i i don't consider myself an entrepreneur at all like you know uh, i don't have any background running a business Every, everything you know up to this point has been figuring it out like you know watching a lot of youtube videos and um uh, that was the like the one of the big things was like everybody's like hey, yo you gotta you gotta separate yourself from the business and i was just like well, that's kind of weird because like I kind of am the business. So I like I, mm-hmm. I tried that for about the first part of it, and, and it's been up until recently where I was just like, you know, like I, I put out tidbits here and there about it, but I, I wouldn't really go into depth on it. And it's just like I am this business, you know, uh, like seventy percent <laughs> of the people that come here now are are coming here because I sell this stuff, not because I've got this cool stuff for sale. And it's like. No, I, I, that's the wrong route. You know, I, I get what like the, the, the big like finance, you know, business gurus and entrepreneurial gurus are saying about like separating it and stuff. And it's just like, I, I can't do that because this business exists because of what I went through. So like, it, it's definitely, it's coming around to that more where I like bring that stuff up it's just i'm trying to not not do too much culture shock for the people that like don't even know like the the whole story yet and it's just like you know there's it's probably 20 percent of my customer base or something at this point but it's just like i don't want to people are like whoa what oh i didn't know all that like <laughs> give them a heart attack when they walk in the door mm-hmm. it's just like yeah by the way um I think uh, the the plan going forward is to to make that just a, a much bigger part um, of actually like if we ever get back to like some sort of normalcy. I've got a couple of therapists that want to come in and do like you know group therapy sessions, like just walk ins, like come in and talk about whatever the hell you got going on with like an actual like kind of guided therapist. And I was like, that that would be cool. I've, I've had a couple like reach out to me and offer to do that. And I was like that's that's pretty sweet. Like. Um, but definitely getting myself out there more and uh, just talking about it. Cause it's so, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it has that same effect, no matter where I tell the story at, at a craft fair, at a, at a, a, a get together, at a, 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 some sort of little party thing that we do up here, whatever. Like people are just like, Whoa, it's weird hearing you talk about that kind of stuff. Like, is that difficult? No, not at all. Uh, I could talk about whatever four days. Um, it's kind of kind of hashing out that side of things now. I think it's uh, just being more vocal and uh, kind of finding my uh, my internet voice. I guess like uh, definitely not a public speaker. Uh, never was, and I've <laughs> basically been forcing myself to do Instagram lives just to like get used to talking to the camera like about whatever like been doing daily check-ins where it's just like you know if, if you've got anything that you need to talk about like facebook message me instagram you know dm me whatever like anything you need to get off your chest just get it out you know i'll i'll, I'll listen you know you'll you'll see the the scene check mark by whatever you message me i guarantee it um just let you know the 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 I think that's one of the big things like honestly that like pushes the stigma along is that guys feel like they don't have anybody to talk to about that kind of stuff. And the the sad reality of it is that we're all going through the same crap. 
but you know, it's, we've all had bad breakups. You know, we've, we've all had, you know, uh, terrible bosses or financial struggles or whatever, like, you know, like we get it, but we just don't want to talk about it with somebody else. Cause we think they don't want to hear about it. And it's like <laughs> along those same lines, it's just like, you know, your friends are the same way. They, they, they would rather know what you're going through, you know, that you're dealing with something than have to go to your funeral next week. Like we're not as, I think social media has made it out that like everybody is just kind of self-centered and, you know, at our core, maybe we are on social media, um, but we're not in person, you know, or we're not like person to person. Like we're not as self-centered as, as people become on social media with their like kind of social media alter ego. Um, and that's why, <laughs> honestly, and that's why I try to be as real as possible uh, going, going on, on to my stuff on social media. Like I don't, brag too much um more than i say thank you for for people that come in here and support me and keep me open every day because i mean this this is my job like uh, i don't i don't have any other source of income this is what i do um other than that like i'm just real uh, I, I try to be as real as possible because it's it helps guys realize that like you know if i'm not bullshitting then yeah, this isn't as hard to do as it seems. So I think that's the the key part of, of what I'm doing up here is just. And what do you have to say for anyone out there? Do you have any type of words of wisdom, any tips of advice, anything else that you want to make sure that the people here in the Quad Cities knows about you know, what you have going on, what's on your heart, anything? Um. You know, it's a, uh, to me, I don't know, like uh, this place, obviously like it, it's, it's my income. Um, but at the same time, like my entire intention with this place is to like become somebody that like, you know what I have to say when you see me walk in the room and like, you know, you, you can take that for what it is, but, uh, you know, if you don't want to, if you're not at the place that you want to deal with what you've got going on yet, that's fine. But, uh, you know, it, it's coming into this, you know, 450 square foot place every day. Like it pushes me a little further to talk more, to, you know, to speak louder. And uh, I'm only going to continue to get louder. So uh, get on board, I guess. <laughs> I'm gonna make you talk. <laughs> All right. And where can people find you? Where's your shop at? Where where can they get your products? Uh we are at 1513 North Harrison, uh in Davenport. Uh Instagram is Allied Barber QC. Facebook is Allied Barber. Uh the website is alliedbarber.com. Um my email if you if you want to to email me. Uh go to my website because <laughs> it involves my last name and I always have to spell it out for people. Uh, but I mean, literally like if you have something that you need to talk about and you feel like you don't have anybody else, I will listen 100% to what you have to talk about. Um, I can't stand to watch other people go through what I went through and what my brother's family went through. Like, uh, I, let's, let's stop that now, you know? 
sooner rather than later because there's no reason for it to continue. Um, that's the that's the number one thing. Just if you don't have anybody else, just reach out. Yeah, uh, I will 100% listen to what you've got going on. Thank you so much for us. So definitely appreciate you. Appreciate everything that you're doing here in our community for our people with making sure that everyone knows that they're not alone and that you know, it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to get help. For sure. It's uh, all, all of the above. It's, 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 it's not as hard as you think. Yeah, well, thank you again, Russ, for coming on and everyone at home. Thank you for checking out this episode of the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. Make sure that you are followed to Russ and Ally Barber so you know exactly what they're up to at all times. Make sure that you're following the 100 Series on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, all the good things so you know exactly what we're up to and when the next episode is going to drop. Wishing you all peace, prosperity, and positivity. Take care of yourselves, and as always, keep it 100.